You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You know, definitely driven just like everybody else in this room. You know, I had quite a few opportunities the past couple of years to, you know, go out there and win a, win a World Series, and we've come up short. So I think every single one of those times that we've, you know, kind of fallen on our face has been a and definitely a learning experience for me and a lot of guys in this room. And we're just excited to get back out there and, you know, hunt it down this year. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BeckQL Daily right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Tuesday. Ton of gets. We'll get back to the NFL. A couple great guests, including Jason Scott, VP of Trading for BetMGM, coming up in a little bit here. But let's dive into baseball today. The voice of Aaron Judge. All four League Division Series start today. We start with the Braves and Phillies at 1 o'clock. Look, Joe, let's start there. We'll kind of go through the games later on in the show. We'll do some big picture stuff on where we're at, World Series odds, uh, odds to win each series. But we get game one today in Atlanta, 107 first pitch. Max Freed mm-hmm. against Ranger Suarez for the Phillies and the Braves. Now, we saw this matchup, I think it was like three or four weeks ago on a Friday night in Atlanta. And it was uh, it was a pitcher's duel. Suarez pitched well, Freed pitched well, and the Phillies lost in the eighth inning when their bullpen blew it. But So we, we've kind of seen it. The one thing I, I think on today is the Braves hit lefties. The Braves hit lefties. They hit lefties as good as anybody. Now, Suarez has had some success against them, but I do feel like today is advantage Braves with the pitching matchup to start this game. Okay. I was curious where you're going to land on this one. I, I think Suarez has had better than some success against this Braves lineup, and that's, that's what's really intriguing here. So – uh, Suarez against Atlanta, we're talking about a sample size of 105 at-bats. They're hitting only 219 against him with a 299 on base percentage. Against uh, their entire roster, it's 214. So that's that's current stuff. They've had a lot of trouble with him. So mm-hmm. I, I look at that as being a big deal. And I don't know, do, do we look at the under? What do you think? Total 7.5. Yeah, it could be an underspot. So it's it's almost been like a tale of of two different halves of the season for Suarez against the Braves. So he faced he's faced him five times this year. So they they know him, right? Okay. So that's a lot. Yeah. Um, on May tw- May twenty fifth, five runs and four and a third. On June 29th, four runs and six and two thirds. But since then, he has thrown seventeen innings against the Braves and allowed one earned run. So they got him twice, and he's got them three times in a row now. So we got we kind of had the both sides of this thing. They've got him a couple times, but he's gotten them the last few times. There were also a couple of specific players that have had success. Like as a team overall, the Braves lineup has not had a ton of success, but there are a couple of players that's like Riley is five for twelve 
that'll certainly stand out. Contreras six for twelve. Uh, and the Phillies side, Real Muto has three homers and thirty six at bats against Freed. He's done very well against them. Yeah. So, uh, any player props that you, that you might want to take a look at as well? Yeah. Um, I think Real Muto is a good one. So, so let me boring. throw this at you quickly yeah. about today's game, but just in general. We mm-hmm. never talk about this in baseball because it's never a thing. Does any part of you think about the Phillies and how long they've been on the road? How many straight road games they've played? Does this matter? It's, no, so they've not to played me. now. So they've played now, dating back to the regular season. Been on the road, 10 straight regular season games, the two in St. Louis. This is their 13th straight road game. It's just, I mean, I've never seen this, right? It's just a unique quirk of the schedule because they had to move that first week to the end and then they started on the road and then they're on the road again. It's just odd. I don't think I've ever seen a team play that many road games in a row. They also didn't play Sunday and they didn't play Monday. So don't you have a bit of a reset? They went back home, I I assume, on Saturday. Yeah. So I don't know. I they're fine. I don't, I don't know what they did. Yeah, I just it's just interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, but sometimes, as you, as you talked about that, let let's say you did have a series back to back, and they they didn't have a couple of days off here. I, I would kind of use it as a team that's winning. You might look at it and be a po- and be a positive, right? Like they're they're mm-hmm. together. It's us against everybody else, or the next team that they're going to be facing. And it can be a unifying thing, just being on the road and, and eliminating a lot of those distractions you get, especially this time of the year with family and friends and ticket requests and all that crap. I do think the under's a good play, especially early. Philly's bats aren't, okay. aren't they're not doing anything. Have we noticed that? I mean, that they had the, the Cardinals had a meltdown in game one to put all those runs on the board in the ninth inning. And then game two, the Phillies had what? A home run by Harper in the second and a sack fly? The Phillies offense really hasn't hit. I mean, they just the Cardinals, and it's great they're winning. You you have a ticket on them. They're they're live for you. But their offense really mm-hmm. has been quiet for the most part. If you kind of take away that ninth inning in game one, they didn't hit for two straight games against, I would say, okay pitching, Quintana and Michaelis. So I think the under is a good spot in this game, especially you want to play first five under or full game under. That's exactly where I was going. That's the decision that needs to be made here. Do we want to do first five or full game? If there is one bullpen – Boy, I, I'm sure throughout uh, this month of Red October that I will be cursing out this Phillies bullpen at some point. They clearly have the worst bullpen of all eight teams left, right? Yeah, I mean, their closer right now is a starter yeah. that two weeks ago was hurt. And then, like, they're like, please, come in and pitch, Zach Eflin, and finish first it five. Um, first five. Yeah, first five. I think that's it. All right. So we're on Phillies Braves' first five under in that game. Mariners-Astros, game two today, 3.37 Eastern time. Gilbert and Verlander. Man, I love this Mariners team, but how do you not go with Verlander? Like, can they go down there and hit Verlander today? I, he was electric in his last outing against the Phillies last week. I mean, I don't see anything since he came back from the calf injury that tells me he's not Justin Verlander. He's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to cap off. This is what's going to cap off his Cy Young season, right? Um, he's also had a lot of success against the Mariners. I totally get it. Do you notice we have four games? It feels like it's the end of the Major League Baseball season. We have four games that are all minus 200 prices at least. From 200 wow. up to up to 250 with the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, Verlander against Seattle. And, you know, some of it is, is players that are not on the roster, but a lot of it is. If you just look at the current roster and how Verlander's done against them, uh, the Mariners are hitting only 214 against him. 
So if you're a Seattle backer, I'd be a little concerned here. Uh, Santana has nine homers off of Verlander, but that is 84 ABs. That, yeah, that certainly time. stands out. Uh, against Gilbert, if you're looking at some props, Altuve's been a monster. He's 8 for 19 with six extra base hits. Bregman, 7 for 17. So if you're looking in the prop game, I would look to Altuve. But I think Seattle's Seattle's up against it, especially uh, with Gilbert going for them. And this is, this is a perfect example of what we're talking about, the importance of getting that by. And you get to rest, regroup, your one is going against their three, their four. And and that's that's why you see these minus 200 prices today. I yeah, was looking at Bregman and Altuve versus Gilbert. And, I mean, you could even look at parlaying them, but they, they have really good numbers against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Gilbert's a reverse splits guy. He does better against lefties. Righties hit him better. And so maybe this is not an Alvarez day or Tucker. Maybe it's those righties. Like Aaron just said, it's Bregman, it's Altuve. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to lay minus two whatever with the Astros, 225. Exactly. Bregman hitting 412 against him, Altuve hitting 421 against him. Okay. Would you lay the run line with the Astros today? I mean, that's almost even money. Hmm. It's actually plus money, minus one and a half runs at BetMGM. On those those prop numbers, just for people, if they don't play them a ton, uh, I'm looking at hits, that's juiced, runs, I don't like doing runs because that's on your teammate to drive you in. So I feel it, it has it's hard to handicap. Total bases is always fun. Bregman mentioned he's seven for seventeen against him. One and a half total bases is plus one thirty on the over, and one and a half for Altuve at BetMGM is plus one thirty five. And I mentioned six extra base hits that could be cast with one hit, one swing of the bat by Altuve. So mm-hmm. I, that Altuve over one and a half that that looks pretty good to me. Yeah, that is really good. Um, okay, Guardians-Yankees. This is the series we pegged yesterday as the one that could have its, you know, some chaos here. Quantrill against Garrett Cole. H- here's what I find interesting here. The Guardians are the most difficult team in baseball to strike out. Boy. Garrett Cole obviously racks up a lot of strikeouts. Cole tonight, strikeout number six and a half. Okay. The under is juiced, too. The Guardians just don't strike out. I mean, they put the bat on the ball. That's that's kind of their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. But you know what? Cole, the strikeout rate against this roster is 34% in 83 plate appearances. So Cole gets to them. And so, you know you're going to lean though. on Cole a little bit. Yeah, it's playoff time. What What is it? The plus money on the over? I saw plus money on over six and a half strikeouts at plus 120. Is that going to be chalky? Because I kind of like it. It might be. It might be. Is it crazy to say the Yankees Yankees (laughs) need to win this game tonight to win this series? Yeah. You better be – you got your dude. Your dude is on the bump to start the series at home, and they got Quantrill. And you've crushed Quantrill. They're hitting 314 against him. And, you know, he's not a strikeout pitcher. He doesn't strike his strikeout uh, rate against them is less than 13%. Like, he strikes nobody out. So you better win. If you don't, oh boy. So if we like. McKenzie, you're next. Yeah. Yeah. I like. We'll talk about um, some of this series. We'll talk this series. Just for the record. Yeah. Cole made two starts against Cleveland this year. July 21st, and? he went six, allowed two, struck out six. 
and then again on six. April 24th, where he went six and two thirds and struck out nine and allowed zero runs. So he hasn't seen them in a while. Yeah. But 15 yeah. strikeouts but in two games. The, the K number's good, and he went deep. So I kind of like that. If you like Cleveland in the series, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll get in depth later. But something you might want to consider is waiting a game. If you think the Yankees are going to win tonight, you might want to wait a game because I do like Last Cleveland one. in the series. We'll do more on this. We could make sure we spend more time on this later. Padres, Dodgers tonight. The Dodgers have crushed Mike Clevenger. They have crushed this guy. I mean, Will Smith, oh two home runs off him. Mookie Betts at like 500. Trey Turner. I mean, they just have owned Mike Clevenger. This is this feels like a bad spot for the Padres tonight. This is really bad. I, I would not say run line in most pl- playoff situations, but I kind of feel like you've got to go run line. Minus one and a half, and it's minus 110 at BetMGM in favor of the Dodgers. On the other side, Joe G, as you know, Urias, he's awesome against the Padres. They're hitting 182 against him, uh, less than a 600 OPS. My gosh, uh, this is really tough start for the Pods. Dodgers is the play tonight. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks, Rebecca UL Daily. We got a lot of futures coming up, including NFL player futures next on the Beck UL Network. We'll be right back with Beck UL Daily, presented by Bet MGM on the Beck UL Network. <laughs> 